You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. What would you, what would you say are like maybe your top three favorite podcasts these days? Dateline. Dateline's perfect. It's like a perfect angel. It's like a snow a you snowflake like, from Okay, the- stop and stop. You walked into this so easily. I didn't even think I thought I'd have to work harder. You were baiting for- me into talking about Dateline? Yes. Do I have to give the rest of my problematic list? No, you're done. I don't even want I'm you not just gonna, wanted I'm, me I'm, to I'm, say the words dateline. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You don't have to be upset by that. Do you go ahead. Tell me the other one so I can cut them out of this edit. <laughs> no, no, go on, go ahead. You want Tell me the ahead? other one so I can cut this out of this edit. So what is it about Dateline? Like, this is the funniest thing. So I wasn't listening to Dateline. And then we listened to <laughs> we were listening to Had This Get Made. Paul was saying June like puts on Dateline to go to bed too. And it's like these gruesome stories of like betrayal and violence. And like, she's like, love it. It feels great. Yeah. It goes down super smooth for her. And oh, then yeah. all of a sudden, I like literally a day later, I hear in the next room, like <laughs> Keith Morris. You, you played voice. one after It was that. that what it was? And then I was like, oh, I don't have anything to listen to. I'll it's like, to also, I think, I, I think it's probably like 80% women audience. And so I love that you're in there. Easily. The thing that I like love about it and get out of it is that is really, it's like a detective novel in a condensed hour and thir- you know 10 minutes i listened to one the other day and there was definitely like a love connection fail right like a lot of them are love lies and deceit yes i'm wondering do you ever listen to these and think i've learned some lessons about <laughs> what makes a good or what to watch for yeah what to watch for like what makes a good or a bad relationship uh actually a little bit no mostly i would say like what i learned from them is like how to tell if people are lying. So oddly enough, in Dateline, a lot of times they have the actual killer. Like on inter- tape. On the, it's wild. They interview the killers a but lot. also a lot of these killers are like, I sure as hell didn't do it. And then yeah. you're like listening to the story, you're like, buddy, well, you and like, definitely could Dateline gets them when the trial's happening and they want to plead their case of why they're innocent. Right. Right. God, those producers are on it. And... There are patterns and like, I know when people are like, oh, this person probably killed their significant other. What are those patterns? Number one, like, uh, so the females who like kill their husbands or kill boyfriends or whatever, they will like really try and make everything seem like they are the victim in these scenarios because usually they're master manipulators and like they've gotten their whole way through life and committed these crimes through like really bold manipulation tactics. But don't you feel like that's the same for the men? No, the men will just like deny, deny, deny. I don't know. I I think that the, my, certainly... opi- my opinion, to be totally honest, is that you're gendering this because every single guy I've heard who's the bad guy in this says or has someone say on their behalf how the person that they murdered and or portrayed like did something to them. Uh, yeah, you know, that's weird. I don't know. I, I, I'll be I, honest. I, I think it's gendered. I think that the guys do as much of that like dance as... 
as the women do. They just do it maybe in a different tone or a different way of like a manner of communicating yeah. it. But I still think there's the victim. The victim stance is universal in my there's, opinion. Yeah, there's definitely that. And there's also people who give too much detail. The dude, the dudes often think that they're smarter than everyone and that they're going to like trick them by like being creative and like having Got deceitful it. stories. Again, like, I think there that's was a because I think the women think that they're smarter than they there, are. There as are well. there are women that definitely do that too. You're, you're right. You're right. It's it's all sorts of them. Maybe maybe it's recency bias because I've heard a couple recently where women were like. Just sob stories about how they got this, this, and that, and it was all this, and like they couldn't have done it because of this, and they're actually the one who was the victim in the situation. And but it doesn't make you it doesn't it doesn't make you like feel like oh this is how a relationship takes a turn. No. Do you think that these relationships these were like, already fucked up to begin yes, with? Yes, they're all like the the a, a really common pattern for Dateline is sort of paint like. A decent relationship and marriage and how they met and then be like, like just like and demand then, and dismantle then, it well no then you the, the murder and then you slowly dismantle well they found out that there were some problems in the marriage they had they had heard them raise their voices yeah or like a couple or this up, guy yeah. had a like he said everything was fine but she had filed for divorce like the month before totally. or she had read or she had told her friend John's cheating on me. I caught, I read his emails and found Ugh. out. Yeah. Like that's really, that's a really common trope through the, throughout the the series is like paint it like everything's fine and then slowly uncover the, it's almost like the fucked up. It's a genre, right? It's a genre of storytelling or like a format yeah. of storytelling. I mean, it's, it's like the, the sitcom, you know, yeah. it's like, these are the beats you hit. I love a good CSI, NCIS. Yeah, what, what do they what do they call what do they call those procedurals? Shows? Procedurals, yeah. Proce- procedurals take real life incidences yeah. and proceduralize them. And like proceduralize that's, them. that's how much life imitates art is that they can just like take famous you rip know, it off the yeah. headlines. Yeah. Very clear structure that's again addicting. It's quality shit, people. Should we do the question? Should we do the Reddit question? question? Gaelic Banger writes, does anyone feel like a good morning slash good night text is overrated? I'll preface this with, I used to send these texts with every woman I used to talk to. I just don't like how many women act like I'm obligated to send a good morning text when I wake up or else something's wrong. I clearly don't care about them. And I'm not necessarily speaking about long-term relationships. I can understand a greeting there. I've had many cases where I don't send a greeting. Then the next time I text whoever I'm dating, she'll have an attitude and ask where I've been. It usually comes from the women I have to initiate conversation with, which makes it even more annoying. Does anyone else feel like these texts are overrated? Did you used to send these kind of texts ever? No. Do you know what he's talking about? No. They must be in a different culture because I never sent good morning and good night texts to like anyone I'm dating. Not like... It's never been a you're thing. Like, Have you like, ever had someone you're who like did? Completely, I'm like, shocked by this. You're honestly, like befuddled well, like, by I'm it. I'm befuddled by the fact that like he thinks it's like this obligatory thing. I've never even heard of anyone. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's people out there that do it. Good for them. I've never. Not only have I never done it, I've never had anyone expect that from me. I guess. Do you think that people have self-selected out of dating you because you didn't probably send a text? maybe? I you know it's hard because one of the frustrating things about dating that we always talk about 
is like you don't get to know why someone stops seeing you after yeah. three dates. There's no debrief on no, that. No, you never really get to know. No one's like actually offering real feedback to you. They're just like, oh, we're not a match. You know, there's probably people who sniffed me out and were like, this person doesn't seem to be like overly attentive and I like overly attentive people or like they may not even be that self-aware. So you think that th- that would be overly attentive to like send a good morning, good night. Text? I think if you're like expecting a good night and good morning text every single day, that's in my opinion, kind of, I don't know if it's high maintenance or just like, it's kind of asking, it's not, it's such a small thing that it's weird. I think it's weird to get super bent out of shape about that. But it's also like, it's such a small thing. Why can't you do it? Fair point. It feels to me like having to be overly attentive. I definitely. Also- and I'll say that I have problems being attentive sometimes. So like I'm not like the the, the, the flag bearer of attentive boyfriend time. Uh, no, I, I think that like there have definitely been relationships where men have been more prone to that behavior than you are yeah. in my life. Yeah. So I don't think that this is as ridiculous a scenario which is kind of to me why I said, I think people probably have self-selected out of dating you. Sure. That being said, I also don't think you had bad text hygiene when we were dating. Uh, what was your philosophy going, what's your philosophy going into texts and dating? I don't, I'm not a big texter. I don't love doing it, but um, authenticity, right? Like when I'm thinking about you, when I want to share something with you, when I want to talk to you, I will text you. When I want to, ha- like, I also just like, I had no problem being, like for us to not communicate for four, three, four days and then get together and be in person together. Right. But you were when also- When we were in our dating phase. But you were also good at, like I remember we dated, we had like gone on a couple of dates, maybe three dates, four dates. And then you went to Denver, I went to Arizona. And I remember coming back and sort of like being at this moment where I was like, he knows what day I'm getting back. I should probably text him to let him know I'm back, but I like don't want him to know like the minute I got back, I texted him. Like there was something about me. We were my, playing like little games. Like, yeah, yeah, my little text hygiene was like, don't seem too eager. But then I also, my cognitive rational self was like, <laughs> tell him that you're back so that you guys can make plans to see each other this week. Yeah, like you also yeah, yeah, won't yeah. get to see him if like you wait till Wednesday and then are like, well, you knew I was coming back on Sunday. Yeah. So I texted you and I said, oh, hey, just to let you know I'm back with, you know, if you have some time to hang out, whatever. It was like casual. And you texted back within like an hour or two. And you were like, oh, great. I hope you had fun, blah, blah, blah. You were really great. And I remember distinctly being like, that's like the your response was really like enthusiastic to hear from me. But like, it wasn't like you were waiting at your, you know, you weren't like, oh, if I don't text this person back in five minutes, they're going to like feel something. Yeah. Whereas I actually know friends that it seems as though there's like, a waiting game. It's like, what were you doing that you couldn't text me back? Everyone has their phone on them. And it's like, I don't know. It feels a little bit like you got to like let the leash off a little bit here. Like it, like to your point, like if that's going to be a problem for you, like we're going to not be able to date. Yeah. Probably better we find out that out now. Yeah. I'm actually one of those people who's like, I think games are important. When, Explain that. When people are like, no games. It's like everybody plays them. So just play them so well. You should too. Play them well. Nobody doesn't play them. Yeah. So talk about that. What does that mean? So like, I think number one, I always say you want to try and match their level of intensity and enthusiasm, at least at the beginning. I will stop probably playing games after like three, four dates when I think like I like them and they like me. But like, I guess, what does that mean? What does that look like like in practice? So like a game is like, we go on a date and then I don't text you for like three days after that. 
that's it to me. Like, would you not even say, Hey, that was fun. Let's like hang out again. Or? So, so we go, my, here was my strategy. My strategy would be like, if I liked you, I'll text you after the date and say like, it was really fun meeting you. I enjoyed our date. Like I, I would like to see you again. You can respond. And like, if we text back and forth, great. But then I'm probably not going to text you for like three days after that. And what's that mean? Because now I'm giving it a little bit of breathing room and a little bit of air. I don't want to come off as overeager. Women are, I feel like, really highly sensitive to overeager men. Yeah. So let's save the enthusiasm and excitement for when we see each other. So the next time I text you is going to be to like set up a date. Yep. And then if the date goes really well, I'll probably like not think too much about it, but I'll always keep a conscious mind. Like, are you over texting? Are you being like needy? Are you being codependent? Like, I don't want to be that person and I don't want that person to be, I don't want to attract those people that want that. So a morning and a night, like good morning, good night text. It's like, that's it's too like much. against all of your rules. That's too much. Yeah, that yeah. is. I mean, I would honestly say it's not just like, a, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. It's like, yeah, that's against my way I play the game. Yeah, you, you I'm sh- you, you've probably seen this a million times, but like when you start seeing someone and then all of a sudden they're texting you all the time, like that can feel a little needy, especially when you're not there yet. Yeah, you're not thinking about them and they're texting you a bunch. It's like, well, and it's like OP talks about it as though like I'm doing this as a courtesy to everyone I'm dating. But to me, like if a guy was sending me after the first or second date, a good morning, good evening text he would fall quickly into one or two camps. One, way too aggressive and needy and like, whoa. Or if I was super into him, I'd be like, oh, this guy's really into me as well. Like um, we really fucking hit it off. And so if he's just like blanket doing that and there is for him no rhyme or reason, it's anybody who he's seeing or hanging out with, then it's like he's sending a pretty potent signal either way, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, And so even though he may say like, dude, I I don't want to even do this. It's like then bow out, man. Yeah. Don't do it. Because yeah. like if it's not working for you and it's not authentic to you, you're signaling something to these women. It's like, well, then you're signaling that you're super interested and now they think you're cooling off. Yeah. There's like, a balance between a balancing showing interest and like bulldozing someone. With and there were definitely when I, was, when I was like ni- uh, like 19 or 20, I definitely went over. I got over. I got in my own head and like over texted with women and it chased two girls off in a row. And I was like. Ooh. I can't believe I've done this. Like, and you were like texting them what like every couple hours? Like, what would that? No, look no, no, like? no. Like, I'd like text <laughs> them like once every other day. Maybe I was desperate. It's, I was. Listen, you got it. They were like you got to come girl. clean. And then like you they were, were like, and they were like hot girls too. And you were like, God damn it! I had their number, and now I'm like yeah. with nothing. Yeah, I've been left with nothing. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it from the Redditors. Dave with Deluxe writes, I'm sick and tired of everyone trying to have relationships over text. Over 70% of communication is nonverbal. I don't get the thirst for text. Facial expressions, voice tone, accents, eye movement, scent, blushing, etc. Fuck. Can't be had over text. Another way in which we become too lazy to even bother requesting or even having the will to enjoy the presence of another human being. Sad times. Completely agree. I, <laughs> I like feel like he went ballistic. He did. But I do think like 
part of like the give it space, give it air thing is like, there's so much that can go wrong with texting constantly that can be misinterpreted. Yeah. Like let it happen in real life and then you're good to go. Like yeah. think of all the weird texts I've sent you that you probably could have easily oh. misinterpreted. Do you want to tell the story about me not ever calling you or answering? Yeah, your, I think we've told, I don't know if we've told this on the pod. I know we've recorded this. I don't know if it's made it through. I the don't edit. think we've ever told it. Okay, if I had relied on your text hygiene to build this relationship, we would have been dead after the first. You three said months. I had good text hygiene just like a well, minute ago. Well, you were the f- I don't like, even know what that word You literally means, said you literally said in the beginning you I will keep it oh, in the okay. edit so okay. that you yeah, hear yeah, yeah, yeah. it because oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. got through our first three months together and then you stopped. I would go, hey, uh, do you want to like get together at like seven? You go, you'd like wait four hours and then you go, yeah. <laughs> what a hero. I texted you literally this afternoon being like, we're going to be late for this, you know, this lunch we have planned with our friends. I'm stuck in traffic. You read it six hours after the lunch we had to go to. Yeah. And you were like, oh, you were, you were like blocked at the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, you like never called me and I never called you for like the first year of our relationship. Yeah. To some degree, not that abnormal when texts are involved. Yeah, we don't talk that often on the phone still. So like we had been texting and for some reason, my phone essentially got two numbers for you. And when I called you, it called a number. And when I texted you, it called it like texted another number. And I Which go, was the right number. Yeah, I texted the right number, obviously, because we were texting. You got you to tell like the story from the action point. Well, why don't you start from the action point? Uh, so like I get a text. I think I got a text from you while you were in Chicago. So I had been living in Chicago for six weeks for work. Yeah. I was lonely and miserable. miserable. And I get a text that's like, why don't you ever answer my calls? And like, I'm like, I have, I have no emotional support. I am like so fucking exhausted from like this horrible job I'm in. And I'm just like, I want this guy to show up like a real partner. And he can't even pick up the phone when I call him. And yeah. he knows I'm miserable. And I'm not calling you back. Not calling me back. What a capital D. Well, and the thing was, is like, you never, ever, ever called me. So I was like, she pro- like she doesn't like to talk on the phone. Like, I thought that was like legit. You didn't ever. And then, so I call you and I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, you have not, you haven't called me. Did you just call me? Like, you haven't called me. My phone's not picking it up. And you're like, yeah, I fucking just called you. I had like called you also that night. It was why I was so passive. Well, I was aggressive, aggressive, was not passive aggressive. Was because I think I called, like I called you at work. I called you walking home from work. I called you when I got to my hotel. And then I waited and I like called you again. Cause I was like, I'm going, he is answering the goddamn phone. And then it wasn't until I had like exhausted the call that I was like, motherfucker, why are you not picking up the phone? Like, it is rude. You know what I'm going through. You like, why wouldn't you just make yourself available? And like, you never call me. So it's not it's not like you're always on, quote unquote, on call for me. You've never answered the phone once in a year and a half of dating. So, mother, what are you doing? Turns out. I had the wrong phone number. You were calling the wrong person. <laughs> Leaving messages. Angry ones. Maybe angry ones. <laughs> Hilarious. To a the AT&T one time, customer that has never gone back to me. The one time in my life where I was like right in the situation or like, like not I don't wrong. understand what this emotion. You were like, God damn it. You looked. like looked at your phone and you're like, I was like, my phone number is 206. And you're like, that 
is not the number I was calling. <laughs> like the thing about it is, is I'm so fastidious. I know. I hate being wrong about that kind of stuff because I'm so sure in myself because 99.9% .9 of the time I'm right. And so when I'm wrong, I'm like, and it was like the good thing about our relationship. And this is the thing that's made us survive. I think a lot of discord is that like we were able to be like, well, that was an entertaining. That was a sticky one. And we, yeah, we like told everyone the story. It was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Myths go lightly. Double Y Holly. replies. Some men do it and some men don't, which is okay. What gets annoying is when the guy does it and then continues doing it and then all of a sudden stops. My issue with anything in general is don't do something at first and then stop. That's when I start thinking something is wrong. It's all about consistency. When I remember when I read that like weird Christian wedding book or uh, marriage book. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, Wait, what? Tell tell the listeners what 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 weird Christian marriage book did you read, my friend? I don't know what it's. I, I it's downstairs, or I think I even put it in one of the little mini libraries out in the neighborhood. I forget what it's called. Like like uh, how to save your marriage before you it, lose it. It goes something. wrong or something like that. <laughs> and what was the impetus for that purchase? Uh, you told me to go read a marriage book. <laughs> I, and, and what was the impetus for me telling you to go read? You were super mad at me about something. <laughs> she, rightfully so, like has to impart on me that the stakes are fucking high. I'm just like, and that was one of, that some was goddamn effort. My that friend. was one of the moments where the stakes were the highest. And I was like, I'm I, not like, getting married to you unless you do the work. I like went out into the world and like took on the mindset of a divorced man for like a cold rainy day in seattle i like <laughs> oh my god you did that was such like, a depressing day for you i like left our house and didn't come back for like five hours and i literally was like became a divorced man and like went to a used bookstore and bought a marriage book <laughs> like how dare right you now. laugh i'm like dying i am pouring my heart out on the microphone right now no i just it's it's because it's behind because it happened it's so, so funny <laughs> why is it so funny i mean it is funny <laughs> you're like the last person in america to buy a marriage book let alone like a evangelical christian author and i yeah. just love that you were like <laughs> I've lost it all. I might as well go buy this. Christian it was so awkward too. It was a like marriage book. This old like hermit who looked worked at the weird used bookstore in Ballard, and I went in there and I just like couldn't find the fucking self help section. And I had to ask the guy. I'm like, do you guys have like a self help section where like you have marriage books? And the guy was like, yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> he's like, that's he like, the best business we point, do. My he friend points it out. And he's like, we only have a couple of them. And I was like, all right. This one looks pretty good, and I picked it up and bought it. And it, it had some useful things in it, but it was it was not a it was a bit antiquated, needless <laughs> to say. Yeah, there were some passages that you read after it was the fact very, that were, I was like, no, 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 no. It no, definitely no, no, reinforced no, 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 no. gender roles, <laughs> gender norms. Uh, sure. I I don't even remember now what I was going to say out of that book. To be honest, what <laughs> we're, were we talking about? We were about? talking about go lightly's like be consistent. Oh, oh, you start one of the things that, that I think is sex. really true is that like. Men are uh, really, they really want like a goal to be completed. And like a lot of times in dating, men will be really romantic and attentive to working towards a goal. And then like once that goal has been achieved in their mind, they might drop off of some of those habits. It's that a happen. cliche for a reason. And I think Holly, uh, Miss Go Lightly is potentially like once a suitor knows that their friends are like that they're close and, and intimate and that like they've got their admiration they drop off with all the like attentiveness and which is why i like 
I always like felt from a guy's perspective, I'm always kind of like, oh, it's bullshit. Like they're only doing that because like, you know, they want to win the girl. Yeah. Well, and I think two things. One, it's like it, it's either that. Yeah. They're like settling in, as we say, mm-hmm. or B, they actually are losing interest. <laughs> so like, yeah, one of two things are happening. Yeah. Right. And so I think you do have to like be authentic in the beginning yeah. because you're going to have to like manage the backlash of whichever direction you're going when you stop doing romantic things like texting morning and night. So what do you think? What would you say to OP about how to handle this situation? Uh, it's so great. Yeah. One thing that I learned as a dude dating is like at the end of the day, you can probably trick women into believing you're a lot of things, but it, it's so much better to just be your authentic self and find someone who wants your authentic self. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have to like make effort or try or like be attentive in any way, but like be who you are and try and work on that person and other people will respect you and want to be around you. You may not get every girl. You may not get all the hottest girls at the at the bar that you want to hook up with, but you'll find someone who you actually like and have like compatibility with. I absolutely agree with that. And the only thing I'll add is that like, I think there's the best recipe for long-term development of relationships is like that threefold, be who you are, be concerned with bettering yourself. And then I do think there's something to love languages. Your partner may have some expectations about what will soothe them, what will support them, what will make them feel safe in the relationship. Go ahead and do those things, even if they don't mean the world to you. Especially if it's like, if it's, you know, like there may be asks of you that are totally not in line with how you want to live your life and conduct yourself. But there's probably a lot of asks that you just may not be your natural inclination, but are perfectly within, you know, a reasonable expectations to, 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 to do. To do. Yeah. yeah. And let the person you're texting, let you know if you're texting too much or too little, they'll probably will. All right. Any promos? Dateline. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I love Dateline. Go ahead and give it a listen. It's a fun podcast. I just found Beach too sandy, water too wet. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. What what, tell our listeners what it is? Every episode is like a genre of online internet reviews. Yeah. And so, for example, we went to Utah the other week, and I like kept making Andy listen. They're pretty fun. They're pretty damn funny. Online reviews of recipes, like that. One, the hosts are great, but two, like. The madness. Yeah. <laughs> the pure People madness. like give one star reviews on like a brownie mix and be like, I swapped the <laughs> baking soda with vinegar, <laughs> uh, chocolate cho- cacao powder for Hershey, Hershey's, a Hershey's bar. <laughs> Single Hershey's bar. And then like I added like a cup of salt instead of sugar. Right? Yeah. 30 minutes later, it's one still star. liquid. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? It's still liquid. It hasn't solidified. This um, Again, I really, we've talked about this a little bit in the last couple of weeks is I've cut out TV. So I need diversions, right? Like I can't just live my life in a chronic state of no energy. Yeah, yeah. in an entertainmentless state. And so I've been reading crime novels and I've been listening to diversion podcasts. And this is yeah. one of the, the ones that I've found that really keeps Great. me on the level. I love it. Well, we should do this again. Let's do this again. Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest a podcast network dedicated to sound inquiry. You can find more about the show at narrowist.news and at narrowist on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-T. Our theme music is Only Knows, courtesy of Broke for Free. Additional music is Fresh Perspectives by Matt Large. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. 
See you next time.